Look, payday's awesome, but running payroll, calculating taxes and deductions, staying compliant, that's not easy. Unless, of course, you have Gusto. Gusto is a simple online payroll and benefits tool built for small businesses like yours. Gusto gets your team paid while automatically filing your payroll taxes. Plus, you can offer benefits like 401k, health insurance, and workers' comp, and it makes onboarding new employees a breeze. We love it so much, we really do use it ourselves, and we have four years, and I personally recommend you give it a try, no matter how small your business is. And to sweeten the deal, just for listening today, you also get three months free. Go to gusto.com slash boss. that's gusto.com slash being boss. Welcome to Being Boss, a podcast for creatives, business owners, and entrepreneurs who want to take control of their work and live life on their own terms. I'm your host, Emily Thompson, and today I'm joined by Teresa Reese Decker to talk about staying informed. We're exploring the importance of plugging in as a modern human, how it will help you identify the areas where you're meant to make an impact how to unplug, because sometimes that's necessary too, and the benefits of keeping your finger on the pulse of what's happening in the world of business ownership, entrepreneurship, and within your own industry. We're also sharing more about what we've been stirring up here at Being Boss, a new newsletter called Brood. You can find all the tools, books, and links we reference on the show notes at www.beingboss.club. And if you like this episode, be sure to subscribe to the show and share us with a friend. Sometimes seeing someone else's path to success helps us clearly map out our own. It's why we all like business podcasts, right? Well, I'm here to share a show for you to check out, the Female Startup Club Podcast, an amazing resource that shares insights and learnings from the world's most successful female founders, entrepreneurs, and women in business. In a recent episode, I loved hearing how Michelle Grant, the founder of Lively, the lingerie and swimwear brand, built and sold her company for $105 million in just three years. A total boss move. So if you're looking for a new pod to inspire your next steps, listen to the Female Startup Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Teresa Reese-Decker is the owner, lead writer, and chief badass at Dreamcatch Copywriting and Consulting. Teresa went from cubicle queen to entrepreneur after being laid off from a large nonprofit in 2017 and never looked back. Four years later, Dreamcatch focuses on brand messaging and writing for organizations out to change the world for the better. They help nonprofits and small businesses find a natural writing voice and nail the right messages for their audiences. Welcome today, said to being boss. This has been a long time coming, but you are here. Yes, I am. I'm so excited to be with you. I just love your energy, love everything about you and have for years. So coming full circle today. Yeah, we are. We're going to have a really good conversation. I know this is going to be true. We've been talking for years, and I'm sure that that's going to be something that comes out of how we begin this. But to give everyone a basic introduction to yourself and what it is that you do, let's open this up with you telling us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey and how it is that you got to where you are today. Well, I was reflecting on it and um, being boss is actually a huge part of my journey. Like I remember I had this idea. Um, I, of course, I hated my job at the time. I was working in-house. Um, I think I was working for a university, which can be great, but super bureaucratic. 
And I've always done marketing communications, but it just, it was difficult. I was about to have a baby and, you know, I never liked anyone telling me what to do, which has always been my problem. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is how all boss stories start. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, I was looking up things and I came across like this idea of starting your own business or starting your own blog. And I just started to do a lot of research. And, you know, funny enough, I didn't see a lot of women in that space at the time that were talking about entrepreneurship and specifically something that I learned from you, which was creative entrepreneurship. And so when I found your podcast and this, I'm telling you, this was years ago now, I was just like, oh my God, I I love this. And I loved how just like down to earth you two, um, you know, were and are and how you talked about not just business, but life. And, you know, that really impacted me in the way that I saw myself as an entrepreneur because I thought, wow, you know, if, if these two women could build businesses that they love around their life, um, then I can do it too. And, you know, it just, it just really influenced me. And so, you know, I studied entrepreneurship, um, listening to your podcast, a few other folks, reading books, reading articles for a long time. Um, I had been freelancing already and I kind of did that to dip my toe, toe in the water and it, and it worked out good. You know, I was getting projects and I figured out I was pricing too low and, and things like that. Um, but you know, fast forward years later, while I'm studying and sort of like doing these freelance projects, um, I had a second kid. I was at a large nonprofit. I had gotten another job and then I got laid off, got laid off from that job and it sucked. Um, but you know, there was like this little voice inside of me that was just like, maybe this is it. You've been saying you're going to do, you know, start a business. You've been, you know, writing on a blog for yourself. No one, no one paid me. Right. I just did these things. I created work for myself when nobody would hire me. Um, but maybe this is it. And so I, you know, I looked at my husband, we were scared shitless. And I said, look, you know, give me three months, um, to make the same income that I made at the job. If I don't do that, I'll go back. I promise you, um, you know, we can go back to nine to five, but if I do, then, you know, we're going to make it fly. And you know, watch me go. Three months. That's such a short time frame. <laughs> I know. That's like stressing me out. <laughs> it was. I was like, you know, I gotta, I gotta do it. I think when you have two kids and your back's up against the wall for rent and stuff, it just changes your mindset and what you think you need a year to do. Um, you know, you magically get your ass into gear and you realize like, okay, I'm either going to do it or I'm not. <laughs> Um, yeah. and, and I did it. And so, yeah, I made that up and more And my first year. Um, I've been in business four years now, my first year I broke six figures. Um, you were also a big part of that. And I've been breaking six figures since because I hire smart people like you to coach me. I listen to smart people, you know, it's all the things combined with hard work. Yeah. Right. Combined with hard work for sure. And it's been, it's been such a pleasure watching you build and do what you want to do. And there was, there is something to be said too. I've seen lots of information, lots of stats and articles and tweets, <laughs> et cetera, around like forced entrepreneurship and around how people who don't choose entrepreneurship necessarily, but are forced into it, like they have to, it's a make or break sort of situation, tend to be significantly more successful and have better long-term businesses and 
meet their goals faster and maybe not necessarily easier, but I mean, definitely faster um, than people who choose this path because of that, because of that have to-ness of it. And I think you're a perfect example of that. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, you got to have a good fire in your belly, you know? And I think um, I read Jen Sincero's How to Be a Badass. And, you know, she talks a lot about making the decision, you know, don't, don't dance around it. Don't sit with it and hold hands and, you know, wonder if you're going to do it, just do it. You make the decision and you go for it. And I think that ends up being one of the hardest things, whether you're just starting your business or creating anything new, because I'm going through that process again, it's just sitting your ass down and doing the work. Yeah. It's doing all of that, but it's also like, one of the things I've always admired about how you work with your clients is you you're making connections, right? You're really caring about what it is that they're doing. You are diving in, I think, a little bit deeper than people who are just, you know, looking for clients and hiring them and doing the work and delivering it and moving on. And I think that that like deepness of the work that you do also plays into the success that you found for yourself. Yeah, that's such a good point. Um, and thank you, because that's a huge compliment. Um, you know, Dreamcatch, I'm a writer. So Dreamcatch right now focuses on copywriting and brand messaging. And we also do communication support. But, you know, really, my specialty is writing. And I have found that the best way to write for someone is to know them, is to understand them, is to believe in them and know their goals. And, you know, to full heartedly um, give my skills to support what they're doing. Because again, like that's, that's my mission in life. And um, I was sharing before, you know, I think the through line in all of my work is storytelling, you know, to really change the world for the better. And so when you're working with people like that, that inspire you right out the gate, um, you know, you definitely want to give it your all. And I do think there's something to be said about, you know, just getting clients in the door versus really choosing the right people to work with, understanding their needs deeply and knowing, can I help them or not? Because if you can't, you know, you, you don't want to bring them on board. You really want to handpick those clients um, that you connect with, that you know that you can give your all to, and then make sure you do that. Give them a very good experience from beginning to end. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about this mission because it's a small one. <laughs> That's sarcasm. If you're not catching that, everybody, this idea of storytelling to change the world for the better of inspiring action with the words that you write, you work a lot with, you call them social impact leaders. Like the work that you're doing is not small by any means. Like your mission is big. And it's so funny because you, you're, I, you're talking about having a fire in your belly and I'm saying like, you know, you work with people deeper and you're just like, oh, that's just how, that's how you do it. But like you do it deeper and bigger than most, <laughs> I think <laughs> in general. So I do want to highlight that um, and how that plays into this mission of yours that I've seen you work through. I've seen you delivered on um, this idea of <laughs> changing the world with what you're writing. Why this mission? and do you sleep? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Although the two kids I have don't help all the time. I love it. Right. They right. rob me of my sleep. Um, yeah. You know, here's a fundamental sort of belief that I have that everybody is talented in some way, right? We all have gifts and we can all use them in different ways. It just so happened that when I was 
working in-house at different places, you know, I started to understand and realize what really resonates with me. What is the work that means something to me so deeply that I could still pull myself out of bed to get it done, even when things are not going great, even when things look really crappy, what's going to get me out of bed. So, you know, I've worked at the LA Times. I've worked at universities. I've worked for investment firms. And I've done a lot of different things because um, I studied journalism, you know, in college. I got a master's degree in communication. And so I think when you're in the communication field, you can do a lot, right? It's very broad. But after all those experiences, at the end of the day, I kept telling myself, you know, my heart and my intuition are pulling me towards the work and the world solving problems, right? And not just my problems or a client problems, but the big problems. If you look around at the world today, um, it's, it's easy to get discouraged, right? We have a lot of social issues at play, a lot of environmental issues. I mean, you name it, it looks like we're facing it. Um, if you look at where the United States has been over the years, you know, Sometimes I feel like we're reliving the 60s in some ways because there's a resurgence, a resurgence of social activism. Um, People are awakening again and they're looking around and saying, wait a minute, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't seem right. It doesn't look right. Um, So I think when you look at that and then you say to yourself two things, either there's nothing I can do. I'm going to throw my hands up in the air. Forget it. I'm going to put my head in the sand and that's okay too, right? Because not everybody is out to do this work. But then there's another group of people that say, you know what? I can't change everything, but I can change something for someone. I can do one thing a day with my skills, with my time, with my life that could make the world better in my corner um, where I live at. And so I really believe in that um, sort of, I think you find more meaning in your work when you find something that resonates with your soul. And so I encourage people to do that a lot. It sounds very lofty, but you should be surprised how easy it is if you just listen to your intuition and you kind of listen to the clues that are dropped about what means the most to you. So, you know, my writing um, in social justice, it was like I started looking around. I saw these great women who would use um, writing to change the world. I took like this really cool Chicana literature class. Um, and there were a bunch of Latina authors in there um, and Chicanas, of course. And that was my first taste of like, wow, look at these women just like pouring their heart onto the page. And they are fighting, right, with words and sharing their um, their beliefs, their thoughts, their pain. And that really, that changed me. It shook me. I was like, wow, words are powerful. And then later I got introduced to Roxane Gay. She is an incredible social justice writer and she has several books, um, super active on Twitter. And, you know, from there, it just goes, the list goes on. There's Toni Morrison. There's just all these incredible writers um, that changed the world. And of course, you know, some were more familiar with like Maya Angelou, but there's actually like tons and tons of people like me that are using our words to really um, shape the world that we want to see and to also change hearts and minds. Just low key like that. <laughs> just, just. <laughs> I love, I wish everyone could see you talking and how, how animated and how excited you get when you are saying you're moving around, you are using your arm, like you are, you are living this. And I love this so much 
And it's one of the reasons, um, it's one of the reasons that I have enjoyed working with you so much is again, that passion that you have for this work. And I want to dig into this piece of, of staying informed of, um, and, and, really you brought it up with this idea of like connecting with what matters most because i think those two things are really closely aligned because we're we're just in case everyone's wondering we're wanting to take this <laughs> today is <laughs> in this direction of staying informed and why it matters and what it looks like and especially you know you're a mom of two you own a business you're a writer you're writing for work hopefully you're also writing for pleasure um and and you have made this social impact your mission. Um, so how do you, one, like find time to stay informed? Like, what does that look like for you? Um, and why take the effort to stay informed? Those are both really good questions. Um, so here's, I'll start with the why. Um, and the mm-hmm. why ends up kind of driving the how in some ways. But what I'll say is that, um, again, you can sort of choose to look away or you can choose to look toward what's happening and then figure out what issues resonate most with you. And so I think each of us have something that calls to us or speaks to us. I think it's just a matter of figuring out um, what really strikes a chord and what we're willing to give our time to because our attention is the most valuable thing that we have. And, you know, what we focus on, obviously, um, we get more of. And so I think there's a fine line in the way that we approach this. But for me, you know, it's like, if, if I want to change the world, I need to understand what's happening, but I can't take it all in at once, right? It's just too draining. It's just too much. It's overwhelming. And so a lot of the times what I'll do is I'll tell myself, look, here are some things that I've seen or heard that I, I really care deeply about, like the things that are happening right now with immigration, right? Here's how I know that that matters to me because it breaks my heart. If something breaks your heart, there's usually a reason why, and you should probably look into that more. But like, that's one of the things, right? And I think there are a lot of different topics, but I look at that and I think, wow, you know, that's so fascinating to me what's happening right now. And it breaks my heart, but I also have hope. And so, you know, to be intentional about those things and to listen and then try to really do your research, you know, you, you need to be informed. And I think this is part of my journalism background. It's not just be informed. It's being informed from credible sources. And you have to be very careful about that. I think, especially now. So how do we do this? You know, I think depending on the issue, um, you know, I've, I've done different Google searches and I've done, you know, different searches on social media. And I really try to follow those organizations that I see um, have a good mission. So a lot of times I will look for bipartisan organizations if I'm looking at political news. You know, I don't want to go too far to the right or too far to the left. I just want to hear what's happening sort of in the middle ground a lot of the time. And that could be tough in today's um, environment. But, you know, maybe I'll do a Google search on nonpartisan um, news organizations. And so you might find a nonprofit that dedicates, um, you know, their journalistic practices to having, um, you know, very unbiased coverage, and they'll, they'll present both sides, right. And so stuff like that is the stuff that I look for and gravitate towards, I think, when I'm focused on specific issues, like immigration, you know, um, a lot of times, 
I will, uh, again, do a Google search or even search inside of Instagram um, and look for, you know, those writers or other people that I respect. Who do they follow? What do they like? What do they like? What do they share? And a lot of times, you know, it's a it's a breadcrumb. You follow one thing to another thing. The same thing that you would do to maybe, I don't know, you know, if you're, if you're a person who's really into whatever hiking, you know what I mean? You're going to start to find everything that you can relate to that. It's the same thing with your social justice issues. Now, the difference is, is that, you know, you can't go too wide, you know, really narrow it down to one or two things that you care about and go deep into those issues versus going broad into everything or else you'll get tired. And I think the other key is to stay informed up until a certain extent, you know, like we only have so much time in the day and we only have so much money. And so I really believe in being selective about the organizations that I follow, staying informed. But when I need a break, I give myself a break. You know, there are a good, you know, there are weeks when I don't look at it at all because I know like I feel like just so raw and just like one big nerve sometimes because of the pain of the world that I see around me. And so, you know, I, I do take time to give myself breaks, but I also remember like, unless I'm informed, I cannot be an advocate for these issues. I cannot come to the table and ask anyone to change their mind unless I am well-informed, unless I know what I'm talking about. And that is so crucial, whether or not we're talking about social justice issues or you're talking about your business, you just need to be informed. Um, and in that way, you feel better about the decisions that you make, about where you put your money, about where you put your attention, where you put your resources. I mean, you can feel more confident in moving forward on where you want to put your focus when you stay informed. Fact. Fact. I have, I have a couple of points that I want to follow up on this. I think I love that you're saying, I love everything that you're saying. A couple things in particular I want to highlight, one being this idea of like staying informed but taking breaks. Because I feel like oftentimes um, responsible human beings <laughs> will find themselves in a place where they just want to keep their finger on that pulse. And like you said, it like it will rip you to shreds. There is so much happening in the world. So there is this balance, legit balance, because I know there can be some issues around that word sometimes, but I think there is some balance between staying informed and unplugging when you need to, to take care of yourself so that you do have the cup filled for going out and doing the things that you want and need to do in the world. But also how important it is to stay informed. Um, because I feel like sometimes too, on the sort of, there's like one end of the spectrum, it's, it's a spectrum, right? One end is staying totally informed all the time and you can't sleep at night because of it, because how could anyone, right? <laughs> right? Yes. And the middle is this nice balance of unplugging when you need to, to take care of yourself, but keeping your finger on the pulse enough so that you are aware and can make decisions and have conversations and take actions that you want to take. And the other end of that spectrum is anyone who just can't even or won't even and yes. aren't staying yeah. informed on anything. Yeah. And if you're walking around with those blinders on, you're not taking the opportunities that you can to be informed about the things that do matter to you. One, you, you're not getting in tune with what matters to you, right? You're yeah. not listening into the things that are breaking your heart to yeah. know where it is that you do have the ability and the passion and drive to make some sort of change. Um, and you aren't 
doing anything. Like you're right. you're not being very boss. <laughs> I'm going to just put it as plainly as I can. Right? There is this responsibility we have as like current humans on the planet Earth um who are, you know, if you're here listening to this, you want to do work that fulfills you. Um it requires some level of you sticking your nose in the shit and yes. smelling it. <laughs> You do. And, you know, I think that's part of being, um, you know, if you're interested at all in changing the world, that's part of the deal. You have to be willing Mm -hmm. to stick your neck out. You have to be willing to sacrifice something, whether it's your time, your energy, your money, or even people liking you or not. You know, that comes up a lot. Um, I hear people saying, well, you know, I I care about that, but I don't want to offend anyone. I understand, you know, I'm a relationships person. Um, But the truth is, you know, if you're so worried about, you know, offending everybody that you're not standing for anything, then you're not doing anything, you know, like you said. And I think, um, and then I think that's how the world just stays stagnant, right? Because we're all just sitting here quiet, afraid to offend each other, afraid to say something. And we don't need to have that fear. What we need to do is be brave and be bold, whether it's with your business or um, with your volunteering or whatever you do especially right now. Um, I think women, I think, um, trans LGBTQ folks, I think right now we need to be super brave. We need to use our voice, people of color. Um, we just need to use our voice. We cannot be silenced by, um, the larger majority because we're afraid. Mm, Agreed. I also have another point that I want to want to bring up and you mentioned sourcing. And how incredibly important this is. And I'm just going to say this right here. If you are getting all of your information from social media, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Yes. I'm just going to leave that right there. (laughs) If the only information that you are getting on whatever cause that it is you are quote unquote passionate about, if social media is the only place, then you are not doing it justice. (laughs) By any means, do your work, do the work required to do the work, right? And go out there and read controversial things to see how the other side is thinking. Um, find, Find your own sources. Make sure they're credible. Make sure things are being sourced back, linked back to other things. Um, yeah. Go back to what you learned in high school and middle <laughs> school for how to write a research paper and use that these days. And if you don't remember that, Google it, how to write a research paper, read that, learn about sourcing things and how to identify credible sources and get off social media to find the information that you are looking for to be well-informed. Absolutely. Yeah, I I. I just, I agree with everything that you just said. I mean, we're in um, amazing times, but dangerous times because we are, you know, so much information is coming at us and um, we already have inherent bias, right? In each of us, we're just programmed that way to gravitate towards the things that we agree with. But it's really important for us to also, like you said, look at that other side. And I think you know, studying journalism for as long as I did and working in a newsroom and understanding the way stories are picked, understanding the way that a publisher influences what the journalists cover, um, and even, you know, how the business side impacts the newsroom, I think opened my eyes um, to how fragile our democracy is with, um, in regards to journalism. And of course, now we see this 
um, whole entire explosion of people. Anyone can write anywhere, right? Which is a beautiful thing, but anyone can write anywhere. So you have to be careful. (laughs) You need to be careful about what you're taking in. And so I think it's really important, like you said, to look at both sides. Many times I'll be looking at something on, let's say, here's a great example. There was the image um, about the the border incident with the Haitian immigrants, right? So I'm reading this story and I'm thinking, you know, what is this about? Let me see what's going on. And so, you know, I looked at the story on like four different platforms. How did Fox News cover it? Um, How did the New York Times cover it? How did NPR cover it? And then, you know, how did this, uh, um, you know, nonpartisan, you know, nonprofit, how did they cover it? And so I'm looking at all these things and I'm seeing the differences and what they leave um, in and what they take out. And I think um, when you do that, it gives you a more clear picture. It's not necessarily that any one source is going to give you the absolute truth. It's that by looking at many sources, you get closer to a truth um, than just looking at one. And social media is not the place to be, I think, um, exclusively, because although you can find, um, like, again, like breadcrumbs of things, you want to make sure that you are selective about what you put in front of yourself. Your attention is valuable. Your energy is valuable. Be careful about where you focus that. Absolutely. You might have heard me talk about CRM platforms in the past and wondered what the heck is she talking about? Well, a CRM platform takes any customer interaction, like a sell from your website or clicking on your weekly newsletter, and transforms that data into valuable insights. Insights like when do my customer shop? And do my emails really get opened more on a Monday? A HubSpot CRM platform is ready to help connect the dots between your business and your customers like never before. HubSpot is consistently working to make its products more connected than ever. Improved forecasting tools give you a bird's eye view of your entire pipeline to see what's around the corner. See how your quarter is going, inspect new deals, and use customizable data-driven reports to improve team performance as you grow. With custom behavioral events, you can get into the details of what makes your customers tick, track site behavior, and understand your customers' buying habits, all within the platform. Learn more about how a HubSpot CRM platform can help connect the dots for your business at HubSpot.com. In my experience, bosses at some point or another want to teach what they know. And if you find yourself in that position, I encourage you to check out Podia. Podia is an all-in-one digital storefront where you can sell what you know in the online world through courses, memberships, downloads, and webinars, all in one place. Sign up for Podia and get a 14-day free trial with no credit card required and get 15% off for life by going to podia.com slash bosses. Okay. So that's social justice. I feel like we could talk 14 days on just (laughs) that subject. Um, But I want to sort of turn the knob a little bit because, and we all know the importance of that. There's some really great tips for you. I love that description that you gave of like how you dug deeper into a specific situation. And I encourage everyone to do similar things um, for yourself and the things that you are passionate about. But I want to turn the knob a little bit into business, into being business owners and staying um, staying informed in your industry. Because I often think 
actually, I know I experienced this myself. My um, predisposedness <laughs> of dealing with the world on fire, right, often keeps my nose in that pile of shit <laughs> when I should go over here and like just smell some just grass, just neutral grass. It doesn't smell great. doesn't smell bad. It's just grass, right? Yeah. Smelling the grass of my industry. <laughs> Hilarious. This is the most ridiculous <laughs> metaphor ever. Oh, I'll drop it soon. Um, <laughs> let's talk about staying informed in your industry, right? Okay. So it's important to stay informed, obviously, the things that are happening in the world. Um, but as business owners, as people who are showing up to do this work to affect whatever changes we're trying to affect, we also have to know how to or we have to know what's going on within our industry, within entrepreneurship and business building, um, and your industry being for you, it's writing, journalism. For me, it's podcasting, community building, um, retail, right? Um, what do you have to say about or why do you think bosses should also pair um, keeping your finger on the pulse of social issues um, as well as what they're doing in their businesses? Yeah, you know, I, I think this ends up being a key to your growth as an entrepreneur. I do. Um, when I looked at my business, I was like, you know what? If I really want to grow this thing, if I really want to keep going, boy, I'm going to have to keep learning. Like, I think entrepreneurship is just you are an eternal student. You have signed up for that. And that, and either you're going to learn the hard way <laughs> or you're going to learn um, an easier way from other people. I've always chosen to go the easier route. Let me just learn from other people and what they're doing and how they're doing it. So when I have a problem, again, you know, or I'm not sure about something, I'm so quick to research and to look things up and to to hire people, to be quite honest with you, um, because I already, I already understand what my limitations are as a boss, right? There are some things that I just don't know. And because of that, I just have to keep reading and learning and listening and finding the right people who are going to help me level up. And so I think when you don't do that, you um, you might just find yourself become stagnant faster than what you would like. But if you continue to learn and stay informed, I think it will really help you propel your growth faster, like a lot faster. And you know, that's why I love the project that we work on together. Can I talk about that? Or yeah, Liz, it's yeah. time. Oh, okay, I was like, <laughs> that's why you know I love brood. You know when you, yeah. uh, our new newsletter that you know you came to me with this great idea, and I thought, man, of course. I thought to myself, God, she is so fucking smart. Um, of course, <laughs> you know, of course we need this. Like, yeah. yes, I would definitely um, not a, like read that. I would love to write that. Um, let's put together a strategy on how to help bosses stay more informed. And what I love about what we're doing with Brood is that, you know, we have a, a, a few key areas that we landed on that we know people are constantly sort of struggling with and or interested. Um, so it's money, it's mindset, it's productivity, right? And so uh, we talked about it and we're like, let's really give the people what they need and what they want. Yes, we could spend all day, you know, looking up fun links about 50 ways to make a green smoothie. But that's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is business, right? We're getting down to business and we want people to really level up and scale up their businesses. So 
So where do we go for those resources? And so it was really fun, I think, curating a collection of, um, you know, websites, podcasts, all these different places for us to find resources for bosses so that they could more easily stay informed for their business specifically. Um, and I think the beautiful part is that, you know, we're now in the first you know few months of creating this and it keeps evolving to a certain extent where we're finding different themes that we're really leaning into um and i think that that's been such a powerful thing is to be able to share resources with the community that will hopefully help them because um it takes a lot of time to dig up this stuff and we're just doing it for you right <laughs> so if you're subscribing we're going to do the work for you we're going to handpick and curate the best that we find out there for your business. That's why we're here. And so you don't have to do that anymore. Take that one off your plate. Let us put that in your inbox every Wednesday. And we also add a little bit of, um, you know, zhuzh, a little bit of spice in there, <laughs> you know, with the writing, like you tell me, you know, like feel free to make it fun and snarky and whatever. And you could definitely feel there's a voice that comes through. It's not just like an auto-generated feed sort of thing. No, we're giving it soul for sure. Yes. Yeah, so a couple of great, yes, brood. Brood is a thing. We're going to talk about that so much more here and then over the next couple of weeks, and then it'll just continue going out for the foreseeable future. But this idea of staying informed in your industry is something that it's funny. I realized how important it was whenever I, without thinking about it, unplugged. So a couple of years ago, whenever I was going through through burnout, which I've talked about multiple times here, I didn't realize that I had unplugged from the industries, right? From entrepreneurship, from podcasting, from all of those things. I was just trying to take care of myself, y'all. So, yeah. you know, it is what it, there are yeah. times when you unplug. Mine was a long one. <laughs> it was a long unplug. It took a long time to restart that hard drive. <laughs> Um, and it was so long that whenever I was ready to plug back in, I realized that the entire world had changed around me. And I'm thinking podcasting in particular. I obviously had been keeping tabs on all kinds of other things, but the world of podcasting had changed so much in the 12 to 18 months that I had I had unplugged um, that I realized just how important, one, how much of just a sort of daily, weekly sort of habit it was before without me thinking that I was doing it. Yeah. And two, how much I used that keeping my finger on the pulse to make decisions, to show up and talk about things, to like literally just run my business. Right. And uh, so yeah. I remember, I remember plugging back in and signing up for a couple of new newsletters and, and looking back at some blogs that I used to visit and, and, and just catching up. And then because I realized how important it was once I had it back, I've doubled down. So I've really become a very adamant readers reader of a couple of newsletters, a couple of podcast industry newsletters. Whenever whenever Shopify sends me their annual reports of God knows what, I'm reading it, right? Like <laughs> I am making very pointed, um, taking very pointed action to stay incredibly informed. And so one thing that I was missing, I was like, okay, so I have it for podcasting. I have it for e-commerce. What about just creative business? Like boss stuff. 
right? Yeah. Why is there a newsletter for boss stuff? And so I started searching around and looking for one. And there are a couple, as I, I'm putting in air sure. quotes there, and air quotes are a couple, sure. but none of them I found helpful. None of them gave me the kinds of information that I felt I could use to make decisions that day or next week or next month. It was just sort of flippant, like, you know, here's some weird quotes. Here's something unrelated that happened. Like, what about a for real industry specific newsletter for creative business owners who are doing business predominantly online yeah. bosses? Yeah. And I was like, well, just like that podcast I launched several years ago, if I can't find it, I'll make it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> right? Yes, you create it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I worked on it for a couple of weeks just to, here's what it looked like. I told the team early 2021, I was like, all right, being boss is back up and running. The community is going great. Like we're doing it again. High five. What next? I know we're going to launch a newsletter and everyone loved the idea, especially around the fact that I'm always talking how important an email newsletter is y'all. You've heard me say it. I'm saying it here. Your email newsletter is one of your most important marketing assets you have for your business, period. However, at Being Boss, we weren't using it well. (laughs) (laughs) I think we all struggle with that, right? Like For sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, I say that, you know, at Almanac, my newsletter is my most used, most like useful marketing asset. I use, but at being boss, I wasn't quite doing it. So whenever I took this to the team, they love the idea. What is this going to look like? I started sort of like massaging it out. That sounds weird, but that's what was happening. Um, (laughs) Figured out what it was going to be. Um, But I was having a really hard time, really narrowing in, making some hardcore decisions and putting into action. And that's when I was like, I know I need to call Teresa. She's going to... (laughs) She's going to make this, she's going to boss this out for me. And that's exactly what has happened. You've helped give this project so much shape. Um, that literally, like you sculpted it. <laughs> you sculpted every week and send it out. Um, you were so int- instrumental in helping me take this idea that I had where really, I remember what I came to you with was I want this newsletter to help bosses make decisions. I want it to be the kind of information that's going to help them understand what's happening in the world of entrepreneurship, of creative business, um, and give them the kind of advice that's going to help them make decisions. So things like, you know, if you are thinking about, you know, moving your project management to Asana, they do not sponsor us, um, then including some product updates uh, as to what is going on at Asana in your email newsletter might help you make the decision to make that move or not. Um, yeah. those sorts of things. So for us, it was, it was really about making it easily accessible for you to gain the kinds of insight across dozens of sources in the internet, the things yeah. that you most need to know to make decisions. Because I have found personally, and I think you have as well, that staying informed as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, or within your industry is imperative for you to stay relevant, for you to stay in a place where you are making good decisions based on what is happening now and so that you can take the actions that you most need to take. Yes, all of that. Yes. 
And, you know, I think there's a couple of things in there that I want to like, just also build on what you said. And the first is making decisions. And what's funny is that um, here's how I think it works. I think subconsciously we're taking in things all the time and whether or not we act in that moment, the exposure to things changes our trajectory sometimes. So you might see something in the brood newsletter. Um, you may think, Oh, that's sort of interesting. I'm going to come back to it. Right. And maybe you don't do anything that day, but maybe you remember it. And a few weeks later you go, you search your inbox, you find a thing, you read it, you let it sit with you for a little while. And then, you know, it kind of like ends up being an idea that you carry with you. And maybe it turns into something else and turns into something else. So what you have to remember is it's not so much that you do something in that moment with it. It's that you're exposing yourself to new ideas, new concepts, new information to keep your brain going and to keep everything sort of flowing inside of you. So you don't become stagnant. So that was the first thing. And then the second thing that I was going to flesh out a little bit more was really about if someone is interested in building a newsletter the way that you have done, like some of the things I think that people need to pay attention to is, and I'm only kind of talking on this more because I understand that, you know, our newsletters are very powerful vehicles and they're owned by us, right? That is, that's the real estate that no one's going to take from you. And we all just saw that with Facebook sort of like shutting down this week and Instagram down and all the things will go down and they can even change, you know, all their um, technology so that your stuff is not seen as much, but your newsletter, those email addresses, those people that are most engaged that belongs to you. And so the way that you build and craft something is super important. And so those conversations that we had in the very beginning about, not just the content, right? But God, what does process look like? How do we get this thing out every week? I mean, we went into a lot of detail in that strategy plan that we created together because I've been doing newsletters for a long time. And what I've seen is that they can easily get held up on the small things every week, unless you have a process that everybody is aligned on from the beginning, or at least you're aligned on. So what are the days that you do the writing? What are the days you do the publishing? Those are very obvious, but the things that people miss sometimes in between are the reviewing for copy edits. How do we make sure that the testing and the building is built into the process so that you have enough time to find any broken links, any errors, any grammatical stuff? Do you need a second set of eyes on it? Um, who's going to be the final approval of your working in teams? Um, and if not, how are you going to make sure that what you're pushing out the door is at least high quality enough to meet your standards? So I think there's um, a lot that went into our process that I think is valuable for other people. And um, maybe that's all. Perfect. You are right. We went deep into, I mean, in, into all the things. You work deep. I'm going to, if I'm going to build something, it's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So we like, we put this idea and the building of it through its paces and really for the purpose of, you know, early this year too, I sort of made some commitments at being boss. Uh, we have our values. Um, one of them is resourcefulness. Um, we want to be resourceful within the company, but it's also something that I put forth to bosses. Google, figure it out read a book, ask some questions, who can you like all these things. Resourcefulness is one of those like values I hold for being boss, the brand, but also generally just being boss. Um, so one, how can we 
aid in further resourcefulness. And then two, one of the commitments that I made was that we would show up to provide the support that we are most aligned to provide. Right. I mean, there's tons yeah. of things that we can do as a company yeah. here at Beat and Boss. Um, and we thought, you know, is it time to make another podcast? Is it time, you know, should we do more blogging? Like, what should it look like? And whenever I really got down to it, it it was it was this resource gathering, right? It was us giving very timely, very well thought sort of quippy and fun, uh, right? Bits of news and updates and things around money, mindset, and productivity that could help bosses, what? Do the work, Yeah. (laughs) right? Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, really, and to scale up, I think that was one of the things that really stuck out to me is, you know, we talked about it and it was like, do we want this to be, you know, B, B2C or is it going to be, you know, B2B? And of course your business is, is B2B. So how do we make this really like an industry publication? And really mm-hmm. once I got that in my mind, I was like, okay, great. You know, now I understand a little bit more the problem that we're trying to solve, who our audience is, um, and really, you know, why we're doing this. And so I think when you have clarity around some of those areas, it really helps especially when you're looking to um, curate high quality content, you know, you have to sort of understand what, what's going to resonate with people and what isn't. And I really like going through that process with you because there's an opportunity for us to collect a lot of things, but then refine, right? So we're constantly figuring out, well, what makes sense for our bosses and, and what doesn't, and let's peel away the things that they don't need. And let's only keep the things that we feel like are going to be of true value to them. Yeah. Right. Oh, so earlier we were talking about that process of looking through sources and finding the things that are going to help you. That's that is again one of the things that we do for you. And whether you're staying informed on social justice issues or looking for an industry publication or um or just something, you know, related to entrepreneurship or be whatever, um there is something to be said about you do have so many sources that you can go to, but do you have someone you can trust who's going to bring those sources together for you to give you those more, most important pieces for moving forward? Um, so anyway, this has been a project that we've been working on for months, for months and months. Again, I told the team about this, I think it was January. It was like one of my, like my early year planning pieces, like, here's the thing I want to do this year. Um, it took me a couple of months of spinning my wheels by myself (laughs) until I was finally like, y'all, I'm not going to do this alone. I need help. Right. Um, and then called today said to help me make this happen because for me, I have, I know how important it is to stay informed, um, as, a business owner. It's something that I've experienced for years, whether it was unknowingly and then very knowingly when I realized that it was a piece that was missing. And I know that we've all over the past couple of years sort of um, been reminded, if not learning for the first time, (laughs) right, (laughs) how important it is to stay informed on larger issues. Um, And if this is one thing that we can do to make it easier for you to get what you need to move forward in the way that we are most aligned to provide for you as creative business owners who are doing business predominantly online, then we're here to do it. We are here to do it. And so Brood has been going out for a couple of weeks, um, maybe even two-ish months by the time, uh, by the time this episode goes out. We've been 
we didn't want to talk about it too much because we wanted to work out the processes <laughs> first, right? True. Yeah. Do you mean- <laughs> that's part of it. Totally. <laughs> right. So we solved launched it to our list about two months ago. Um, we are, you know, now ready to talk about it out loud. It's something it's been a long time since I've created something new. Right. The podcast has been going for years. The community has been going for years. Um, Almanac has been going for years. So this was a really great way to get back into what is it that we want to create at Being Boss? How can we support and provide, um, provide value to our audience and our listeners, um, to our community, um, in the way that we are most aligned to provide it? And Brood was born. Yeah. And, you know, throughout the process, I just, I have loved and and I totally respect how much you think about what your community needs. You know what I mean? Like, and just really, like, truly, I think, you know, you have a heart for creative entrepreneurs and I just love watching it. And I mean, I would not, my business is Dream Catch Consulting. I wouldn't even arrived at that name if I hadn't have been in your mastermind. And so it's always been clear to me um, what a heart you have for creative entrepreneurs. And I think that this newsletter is an extension of that. It's just a different sort of um, way that you are building others up. And I love it so much. And I really hope that this community finds value in it. And, you know, if there's anything that we can do to improve, to change, to whatever, you know, we are so open to that sort of feedback. We are so open to hearing back from the community that we serve and, you know, share it with other people. You know, if you like something, if something made you laugh, like forward it, share it. Um, maybe not everyone in your life is an entrepreneur, but if you have a business bestie, you better be sure to share that one with them because they could probably get something out of it too. Absolutely. Oh, and I appreciate that. As you were saying, it's because bosses are my friends. <laughs> I know. Like, you know, right? Like, I'm I'm not just like, I don't serve a people that I do not eat amongst. <laughs> Whatever, you know? Like, bosses, this community, even if, even if I don't know you specifically, I know if you were listening to this and you're like, I've never met Emily. We're not friends. Um, I get it. But if you're here, I know you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> somewhat on some level, I know you. And it's because so many of my so many of my people are bosses. Um, and so it's easy for me to be connected to that because when I am one of you and two, you are my people <laughs> yeah. and not in like a weird way, but just like, you know, you have people. Bosses are my people. So I appreciate you saying that. It was very, very fun for me to put this together. Um, and it is officially available. So if you are interested in um, checking out Brood, the new email from Being Boss, you can find that at beingboss.club slash brood. It's B-R-E-W-E-D. We'll also include a link to that in the show notes. And then if you do like it, definitely share it with your friends. This is a place where we are putting some really good energy and the entire team is in on it. This is not a podcast (laughs) where you're just listening to me talk, right? Um, We are all working together to curate the sources, to put them together every single week. Tedesa is writing these really great emails um, and they're going out and we're already getting so much feedback from bosses who are really appreciating these sort of short snippets of important things for them, whether it is mindset, money, or productivity um, that they can take into their work week every single week. And like you said too, if it's not something you 
you can use today. You never know when it's going to be helpful to know it. I always get really tickled at myself whenever I'm reading, like, especially like my podcast industry newsletters and things like, and this is also just, I think, a product of living in the house 24 seven for years. (laughs) (laughs) So few things to talk about, but it gives me things to talk about that aren't the world burning down. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You do need a break from the world burning down. I will tell you. (laughs) Indeed. And if you want something else to talk about, go find a really great (laughs) curated newsletter to sign up for. My vote is for Brood and you're going to have some new things to talk about with your friends. (laughs) You will. You will. I love that so much. (laughs) Take a break from the world burning down, please. (laughs) Right. Okay. I think we might have touched on everything. I appreciate you so much coming and sharing, one, your passion for the social impact work that you're doing, for giving bosses these ideas for how it is that they can stay connected and informed, but also take care of themselves. And then forever and ever helping me build a brood for bosses. My absolute honor uh, and pleasure. And like I said, I've been listening to your podcast for years. So thank you for everything that you've poured into the world, because I do think that it does change lives. So I'm happy to have been here. Thank you for everything. And can I mention my new podcast? Absolutely. Where can people find you around the webs and talk about that podcast, please? Let's put it in the world. Okay. So I am working on a new project. It's called Matriarch in the Making. It is going to be a podcast. And it will be focused on the stories of incredible everyday women changing the world for the better for themselves and for future generations. So I am so excited uh, just to start interviewing a lot of the incredibly strong, wonderful women that I have met over the years, um, talking about how they've overcome challenges professionally, personally, and really changed the trajectory of their lives, but also the lives of their families, of their communities. And there are so many women that are doing this every single day. I just um, couldn't sit by on the sidelines anymore without standing up to tell their stories. So that's what I'll be doing in January of 2022. I'm building the thing right now. So anyone else who's building something right now, I feel your joy. I feel your pain. I'm in the middle of it too, and we will get there. But if you'd like to learn more, our website um, will be up and live uh, by, let's see, November. And you can find more information at matriarchmaking.com. That's matriarchmaking.com. Same handle on Instagram and on Twitter. So you can find information there. But I hope you'll come and listen and hear some stories because I already know Emily's going to be a guest on my podcast. (gasps) What? Oh, I can't wait. It's a yes. Yes, I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Love it. And where can people find you for your copywriting chops? Oh, if anybody would um, like a writer that has some soul, you can find me at dreamcatchcopywriting.com. And so you'll see my picture there and all the things. But I would love to write for other people. businesses that have a mission in the world. And I'm so happy just to sort of meet other people from the Being Boss community. I love being in the clubhouse. Um, I was in and out and now I'm back. And I just love the energy there. It's it's like no other. So I hope that um, I can see a few of you on there too. Perfect. Okay. Last question then for you. What is making you feel most boss? Creating something new and actually doing it. You know, let's talk about it 
and just do the damn thing. I think that is when you are your most boss. It's great to, you know, pray, reflect, think, plan, strategize. But at the end of the day, you just need to do it. So that's what makes me feel good. Ah, indeed. Bosses do the work. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) If I may. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Thank you so much for joining me here. I can't wait to continue writing with you. All right, boss, because you're here, I know you want to be a better creative business owner, which means I've got something for you. Each week, the team at Being Boss is scouring the news, the best entrepreneurial publications and updates and releases of the apps and tools that run our businesses and is curating it all into a weekly email that delivers the must-know tips and tactics in the realms of mindset, money, and productivity. This email is called Brood. We brew it up for you each week to give you the insight you need to make decisions and move forward in your creative business. Check it out now and sign up for yourself at beingboss.club slash brood. That's beingboss.club slash B-R-E-W-E-D. Now, until next time, do the work, be boss. Yeah.